Um, just the other day, me and Pat were playing with kind of the chat GBT and the stable diffusion with some of the images. And we said, oh, yeah. I wonder what happens if we type in Hobart Waterfront. Typed it in and six images come up and you look at them all and instantly we both look, oh, that's Hobart. But from the thumbnail size, they looked freaking like Hobart. Oh, no way. Yeah. But yeah, as yeah. you then went into it, you're like, hold on a sec. Like, ah, oh, yeah, there is a mountain kind of shape in the background, but that's not our mountain. Oh, mm. there's like a salamancary looking, like it all looked 90% right, yeah, but it was yeah. wrong. But speaking of identity, anyone that wasn't a Hobartian could look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Hobart. Hobart. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I guess considering that, thinking of that, it's like, oh, that's a really good roadmap to be like, let's not stray too far from here. Going one, going twice, All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and it gives me great pleasure to be hitting off on episode 150. We're halfway to a cake, boys. Welcome back to to The Property Pod. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, deep cut. If you were with us back at episode 100, we uh, got an ice cream cake. Oh, no. I just realised Valhalla's closed. Yeah, so I think about this though. We've got 50 episodes to get the Cheesecake Shop on board as a sponsor. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't mind we'll, we'll pitch you guys every week if we get one free cake. That's a solid year. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A solid year we could get this rolling. Well, John, yes, it is a solid year. I wanted to talk to you firstly um, about your attendance record of late. Um, <laughs> it has been the best. Yeah, I've been looking back. I think <laughs> we've had three unannounced absences. Yes. Um, we'd like to know more. Tell us. You don't have a note from your mum. We'd like to know where you've been <laughs> because we've missed you. I, what happened? <laughs> we bloody missed you, mate. I think, I think there's been it was a note from the doctors and then I was in Launceston. And I do remember one. One was um, the principals yeah, thing. Yeah, two of them pr- were the pr- principals pr- things. Pr- were they? Well, oh, they're one Launceston, one, okay. Yeah, one yeah. Lonnie, one Hobart. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, and then I think there was a, uh, I got a note from a doctor's. Yep, right. Um, what, what I don't understand though, John, is as the principal hosting the principal's forum, why did you schedule it on recording day? <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Sheedy, hard to reschedule. <laughs> We're going to go that way, are we? I wouldn't want to cross old Sheeds. I reckon he's a, he's a pretty serious guy. If you said Sheeds, I can't show up. I've got a podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. to record with my mates. I just uh, I reckon I, he'd I, crack the whip on you. I just refuse to accept responsibility for my own lack of attendance and I'll blame everyone else I can. <laughs> no, look, honestly, we have missed you. It's been, um, it's been lean. We've missed a few weeks. There was illnesses in my family, but we are back on track for our weekly podcast. Leading into Easter, so yeah. we uh, will we'll go onwards and upwards <laughs> with the show and see how many weeks we can go in a row before we let you all down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll put a note up like the, you know the ticket for no accidents oh, in yeah. the workplace, <laughs> ticking over. <laughs> I actually yeah. go back to zero too frequently. Yeah, I actually don't mind that. Yeah. Um, hit us with what's been happening, J Mac. What's been happening in your world? Because yeah, everyone's missed you. We want to know what's happening out there for you. Um, I wish uh, my life was more exciting, um, but uh, it was just un- it was uncanny. The each Wednesday we had Robert Launceston for the REIT board meeting um, awards or something, and then. <laughs> I don't remember. Then, well, yeah, it was so we, long we, ago. We, uh, <laughs> uh, 
uh, there was the principles for it, which was really cool because uh, I mean, getting it, getting introduced, uh, Kevin Cheedy was really good fun. Um, I swear to God, he was a couple of pints in there when he started. He had, he had what time in the morning was it? It was. It, well, he he didn't show till the afternoon. Ah. Um, but I had to do the opening address and then emceeing. Um, but man, he had some energy. He just had that, you know, that little little bit of an edge. He's got that storytelling vibe where you just yeah. know that if you were sitting in, actually, <laughs> does reminds me a bit of yourself yeah. in that you would start a story somewhere, and you're thinking, where the hell is this thing gonna go? <laughs> and then at the end, you wound up with like, geez, I'm motivated to kick some goals. Yeah, just just, just it comes right back <laughs> kick into some it. goals. Yeah, footy. Yeah, uh, yeah. got it. <laughs> uh, but that was yeah, that was that was really good. Um, no man, the only my, my, one of the little. Uh, Happy, happy moments is because I've, I've got uh, like a cool sports watch. <laughs> cool uh, sports. Oh, cool hip sports <laughs> watch. Look cool out. Watch. We were talking about sponsorship from uh, the cheesecake shop. But yeah. <laughs> let me tell you about my cool hip yeah. sports watch. <laughs> what, what's your cool sports yeah, watch? My cool sports watch. Is that one of the like the Phoenix uh, Phoenix Sixes? So, it, but I, um, it's like uh, the whole thing's just designed just for sports, which is great because I don't do any. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm big on sports. But, <laughs> oh, I can't wait where this story's going. <laughs> but what I've been doing is uh, since the um, fun run we did, I've been every day doing another couple of hundred, couple hundred, couple hundred kilometers. <laughs> That's why he hasn't like, been I, here. I've, I've defined a new class of ultra <laughs> ultra marathon yeah. called. Um, Ultra, ultra, ultra marathon. <laughs> so a couple hundred metres is, I think, where you're yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. So that's been a slow, slow progression. But then I ju- jumped on the scales yesterday and realised I put on weight. And this is just, this is just, you know, going in reverse at this point. <laughs> I'm doing more exercising. So I'm going to maybe it's muscle. Muscle weighs more than fat. I hope so. <laughs> I'm reluctant to believe that right now. So I'm going to have to add more things to be able to track with my sports watch. Well, well just tracking uh, here on the podcast, I reckon you could go back to episode 10. I wouldn't recommend going back to episode 10, but we're at 150. How many 2.0s, 3.0s, 4.0s? How many body changes has John gone through across the journey? A couple. I actually remember he was going to the gym frequently there for about three weeks. Yep. That's like our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get to a point where it just stops. Consistency yep. is key. Uh, yeah, I won't say my discipline related to fitness is very consistent. <laughs> well, I'm going to put it out here, John. If you're only running an extra 10 to 20 metres per day. 200. 200 per day. All right, well, it's going to take a while for you to get to a decent number that's going to have an effect. I that's right. But the, the, <laughs> do you run 100 extra further and then 100 back like is that the 200 no it's just because i'm uh, just doing the rugby oval near home yeah so i'm just running around those back and forth and then doing sprints and stuff in between but just make sure before the sessions ended they've just gone a little bit further nice a little bit further. nice just keep building i yeah. did hear an analogy yesterday that was pretty good it was like something along the lines of if you think about the page in a phone book Really, phone book. Now, kids, a phone book <laughs> is something that you used to search through. Came, it was yellow, yeah. had lots of phone numbers in it. A phone book, the pages are so thin and um, one by its own, really weak. But if you think about the whole phone book, very oh, thick. Yeah. That becomes a strongman competition. Boom. Unfortunately, these days, I don't know if that's true because the phone book's only about Yeah, well, true, yeah. <laughs> but in 1990... Where this story, <laughs> yeah, where this story should have been left. with those bad boys, you know, like you could oh, yeah. the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So it's a new, new and improved John almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. But I'm measuring the distance, uh, measuring the changes. So uh, you've got me uh, that idea of, you know, the day since the last works accident. I'll, I'll set up a little so, counter. So are we going to share how many kilometres we're up to? Uh, it's three point, hang on, 3.2. 
Nice. 3.2. Snap. Well done, um, J-Mac. But, I mean, because you, you blitzed it. Um, I was impressed with your fitness, mate. Smashing the 5Ks without really having to worry about it. I can run. I just... You've got a pretty damn good base for this. <laughs> I can run, but that's about it. Mm. <laughs> I don't enjoy it, but I just do it. Just get to the end. I did say this is completely off topic. None of this has been on topic for 150. No. We could probably get <laughs> through 150 without any real estate talk if we <laughs> really want to. This is, John, I'm blaming you. This is what happens when you, you don't know. show up for the shows. We've got all this pent-up stuff that we want to talk about <laughs> that we don't talk about. <laughs> so we're just going to gonna drop it all in one big episode of <laughs> the craziness. No, the mistake is asking me questions, but I've got irrelevant stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what I was going to say. We're talking about running. Oh, Diplo. The Diplo. You know that? <laughs> this is really old. Oh, yeah. Diplo, the record producer, DJ, he, um, he ran the LA Marathon the other day and they oh, said, how did you do that? He said, I just took heaps of shrooms and LSD beforehand <laughs> and I went on a and I went on a real trip and I was like, I never would consider that as a as a good tip. He, all he wanted to do was beat Oprah's time and he apparently did that on a on a real trip. So yeah, shout no, out to that's him. funny. <laughs> well, he, he, not only his, his would not only would have been physical but spiritual at the yeah, same time. Yeah. Like oh, his, what a journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I saw one where there was a duck that was actually participating in a walkathon and uh, it, it went all the way and finished and they ended up giving it a medal. I like that. It was terrific. I do like that. <laughs> Could have been a goose, either one. <laughs> this episode's a goose. Yeah, this is a golden goose. We're all going to 150 episodes of absolute rubbish. Oops. Do you want to try and talk about what I put the show notes together? See how we go. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I did think, I just saw just, um, just this week the Hobart City Council put out plans for or release a draft for the future, the future of what our city could look like, of what Hobart could be uh, in the next 20 years. It looks pretty cool. Um, I thought we could talk about it. I really like it. I love that it's been broken into what they describe as precincts. Yeah, were you feeling New York? Yeah, I was. I, knew I was you like, would. man, this feels like we're, we're shifting gear. Yeah. We're going downtown. Yeah, so hit us with the precincts. What do we got? Uh, we've got the central, the civic and cultural then we have the Innovation Precinct, the Trinity Hill and the Rivulet. Now, the Rivulet, straight away, all I could think about was like an underground oh, precinct. Yeah. So, like, cool. you know, where That's where the Ninja spray, Turtles would live. Yeah, yeah. All the alleyways underground. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I initially thought the same thing. I looked at it and I was just like, oh, they've broken into these like five little areas. I'm just like, oh, it's like the five boroughs of New York. Like, it's awesome. We're the next New York. Look out, baby. Like, yeah. we got this. But, um, yeah, so I guess the aim is to strike a balance between managing the future growth of the city but maintaining the character and charm so you often hear these documents will come out and they'll say like we don't want to completely turn it into this urban megaopolis city yeah we want to keep hobart as it is but we just need to future proof it and make it a place that um will work 20 years from now so oh, for sure. i think one of the the key factors that that is discussed in the um document is that i think it's something like forty-seven thousand. um population increase of 47,000 people across like the next 20 years just for the city of Hobart alone. Yeah. So where do you house those people? Where do you put them? How do you make the city work for that many people having people being able to transit through and around the areas? Mm-hmm. So a lot of thoughts gone into that. And then I know another key factor that is always a big player when it comes to um, Hobart and Hobartians is the height of buildings. Yeah. You cannot mess with yeah. the height of the buildings. Yeah. But 
a bit of consideration has been um, put into that as well. So I thought we could talk to it, talk around it, see what we thought. And if not, we'll just go back to talking rubbish um, as we were and people can say 150, what an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we can have uh, – uh, oh, well, I suppose that I – this makes me sound cool that I am, but in – most Buda- things do. In in Budapest, what was what was fascinating <laughs> with that, yeah, yeah, is when you got up on top of the hill, they had a, a building restriction limit of five stories, which couldn't exceed a specific. I think it was the cathedral in the centre part of the city. So when you look back, like it was just surreal. Like all of them were exactly five stories, and just went across a sea of old buildings. Yeah, um, which which is really cool looking at it now but obviously it was a huge hindrance in terms of the city because it can't exceed a certain uh, capacity but one thing about it is you can absolutely look at that and you know see that go wow that's Budapest and I think one of the great things about Hobart before us where we absolutely do need to rethink it is it still has a very very unique this is a Hobart city feel yeah whereas I, I sense you know in a lot of other just highly metropolitan cities you could just sit you could locate yourself in a bunch of them across the world and you wouldn't really sit there and go I'm in a specific city so I guess in that sense where they're trying to ensure that the historic element and the building limitations are there it still has that unique identity that's aesthetic. Speaking of identity, it's like a really funny one. It's not exactly talking to this document, but um, just the other day, me and Pat were playing with kind of the chat GBT and the stable diffusion with some of the images. And we said, oh, yeah. I wonder what happens if we type in Hobart Waterfront. Typed it in and six images come up and you look at them all and instantly we both look, oh, that's Hobart. But from the thumbnail size, they looked freaking like Hobart. Oh, no way. Yeah. But yeah, as yeah. you then went into it, you're like, hold on a sec, like... Ah, uh, yeah, there is a mountain kind of shape in the background, but that's not our mountain. Ah, oh, mm. there's like a salamancary looking, like it all looked 90% right, yeah. but it was wrong. But speaking of identity, anyone that wasn't a Hobart could look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Hobart. Hobart. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I guess considering that, thinking of that, it's like, oh, that's a really good roadmap to be like, let's not stray too far from here. Just even the colours and everything that was used, and obviously mm-hmm. what it's doing is taking a bunch of images of Hobart and smashing them together and then putting an output that is very close to that. Yeah, yeah. But it was super cool just to see, be like, oh, yeah, that's like our city. You could almost turn it down into a five colours and you'd be like, oh, they're the, sit- the colours of Hobart. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, it was sweet. But, yeah, speaking of like the the height of the buildings, one of the crazy things that I saw in the document is basically, yeah, if you look at the way the um, the high-rises are now, that the plans aren't like to have extra sections where there'll be these brand-new high-rises. Yeah. It'll kind of maintain the the views and make sure that people in all the areas where they are are able to still have the views they have with the yeah, central... interesting. Yeah. The document outlines that for the central precinct that they are proposing buildings of up to 60 metres in height, so 15 to 18 storeys, and then lower heights in the Trinity Hill and Rivulet precincts of anywhere between uh, 9.5 metres in height. So it looks like they're trying to figure out an area where we will allow for yeah. larger buildings to accommodate more people, but then we'll also have areas that keep that charm and that older sort of feel. So I think it could be a nice balance. Yeah, so mm. the the heights of them look like it's about 60 metres for the biggest ones, which is about an 18-storey building, and then the lower heights in the Trinity Hills and Rivulet is um, like nine metres, which I think... It's 15 to 18 storeys, according to the document. Isn't that the, isn't that the highest the big ones would go? Isn't it 60 metres? Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. apologies. So that would only be like a five-storey building. 
Yeah, so it's interesting to see that they have thought about that yeah. and trying to allow the city to grow and to expand but without losing its so-called character that people fall in love with. Yeah, and I think it, in the document it said careful consideration was um, made because past developments have gone for these big, tall superstars and it's just like... Are they just going to... Uh, nah, no, no chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I mean, the, the, there they've gone into talking about um, transport because I suppose the biggest thing about... Uh, opening up to available car parking or, you know, cycling or better walking facilities, et cetera, is this, and I find this interesting about, you know, areas of activation um, where, like, obviously the, all these areas are supposed to have a, a opening to a specific purpose, I guess, and yep. that's defining how um, they're going to be utilised and how the planning will interact with each other. But when you say, because I don't, I've never been to New York, eh? So when, when you talk about the boroughs, like the different boroughs, is that yep. because all of them are a mix of everything or they all have a specific purpose? Well, there's just like the financial district, there's what right. they describe as downtown, there's midtown, there's uptown. Gotcha. Okay. Uptown? Um, <laughs> I, so this is funny because we were talking about the Beastie Boys before the show. <laughs> I always think of the Beastie Boys songs. That's Brooklyn Bronx, the Queens, Manhattan... <laughs> Yeah. From the battery to the top <laughs> We're of We're not very good at describing oh, it. So there's the five, yeah, yeah. yeah. basically yeah. they're all split into you like your Harlem and all the area where certain ge- gender... Well, I think if, if I was, I'm only guessing, but I'm assuming the boroughs came about because New York is such an immigrant city when it was built. Yeah. Um, little, I guess, towns inside towns sort of built up over mm. time. So, you know, you've got districts where a lot of, certain types of immigrants sort of came together and built an area up and then that has now sort of resulted in different styles of architecture and different styles of buildings sort of forming in little clusters. Yeah, gotcha. Is that a, how you describe yep, it? Yeah, that's pretty good. I've just done a, a Google search and I the Beastie Boys were correct and they taught me well. I got that <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, there's lots of different little neighbourhoods and districts, but, yeah, they're the five key ones and it looks like it's, yes, the way everybody kind of entered the city and, and set up shop. Set up shop. Yeah. Have you ever seen Gangs of New York? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I knew yeah. you'd be all about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was – because um, I was part of the – because Glenorchy's gone through a similar process with theirs, you know. That's yeah, where yeah, and that's why when I was looking at this, I was yeah. like, oh, this would be so interesting to have it next to our Glenorchy plan because that's obviously right in our backyard. Yeah. But what's happening in Central Hobart is kind of yeah talks to the rest well, of our big city. Absolutely, and well, one of the architects when I can't remember what the question was raised if it was me or one of the other people, but um, you know. Claim it. It was you. It was you. You said it, John. Well, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm worried that it's going to be a bad question. So, don't <laughs> gonna, don't do uh, but where the, the thing was, ensuring that there's no black, no, no dark zones. So there's no like when as they redeveloped this site, they didn't want areas that just go dark for extended periods of time. So you might have like, all right, there's a there's a street that's you know activated, and when they mean activated, like people constantly coming and going yep. and having a purpose, and then all of a sudden you've got three quarters of the building behind completely in the dark because it doesn't get utilised whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So um, and with that, then um, they wanted to make sure that it tries to all integrate into each other quite well. So I suppose with um, looking at these different purposes for Hobart, you know, if, if I think if I walk through the, you know, in my head now, if you walk through at the moment, like nothing really makes sense. It's sort of all just come together almost accidentally. You've got an old pub over here and then there's a clothing shop and then a random dry cleaners and a cafe and then you've got to go down. Like there's not really any... Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Rhyme or reason. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder then if that, like the 
by trying to define these in their future planning and approvals network, they're ensuring that look, if you want to do this, we want to encourage you to go here. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. If that's what if that's what one of the defining purposes of having those different zones are. Um, you know, one thing I didn't even look at while I was looking at the whole thing. Mm. Football stadium. Is that, is that even on there? Like, that was obviously oh. been a, a, a huge... No, it falls outside the zone they're talking about. Yeah, actually, yeah. It, you're right. It falls right, on the, of right out of the innovation zone. Yeah, we yeah. don't have to talk about that because they've uh, identified yeah. that as not no, part of the city part. I went through the whole thing yesterday. I didn't even clock whether that was That's something... That's in that's the beyond the planned area zone mm. is what it's out nominated in, as. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. the Lion King out in the... <laughs> whatever the light touches... <laughs> You can absolutely understand why they didn't include that. There's just, there's no way nothing of this would have happened if all of a sudden they included Macquarie Point in that section. I guess, I guess one of the things I just wanted to touch on was kind of um, housing and the way it would work. So they want to try and go with this medium density or building these apartments that can house a bunch of people, remove homelessness. I was quite shocked. I was in the city just the other day for the first time in a long time. Mm. And, yeah, the amount of people that were living rough and um, kind of on the streets, I was like, holy moly, this is, yeah, quite dire. Yeah, it's definitely changing. Mm. Um, And we're about to get into winter where things will get um, really, really tricky for those people sort of thing. But then the other one was key key workers, accommodation for those. So you think about the... um, Doctors, nurses. Exactly, all the stuff that kind of happened that we kind of took advantage of uh, pre-COVID and now that it's kind of like, holy moly, we need places for these people to to stay and yeah. and work. And, and, and it looks like they've identified two of their zones, which is the Rivulet zone and the Trinity Hill zone as being encouraged to build high-quality, medium-density housing. Mm. So, you know, they're on what they class as the outskirts of this city plan, but, you know... The grand scheme of things, they're literally right in the centre. Well, yeah, and yeah. it's rather than having to go out to the suburbs and yeah. and then travel in and and spend your time and work out transport and stuff. If you can have a scootering distance or a walking distance to your accommodation, if you're a nurse or a doctor or someone mm. that is an essential worker, mm. yeah, power to you if you can make that work. Oh, yeah, no, it's absolutely. a. It's, you can see there's been a lot of thought put into it. Uh, I love, yeah, I actually had a lot of fun going through it and I was like, I, I don't know if we'll be able to have a full episode on it and we... Um, I don't think we're clever enough to really unpack it completely. No, but, but it's, it's interesting just to think like this is what our city could be 20 years from now. 20 years ago, would the planners have thought, oh, this is what Hobart City will look like? Well, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Like I'm looking here at the back when we're talking about heights and the medium density areas, which are what they're zoned as Trinity Hill and the Rivulet Zone, they're proposing three and four and some five-storey properties in those areas for accommodation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. five-storey buildings is huge for accommodation to build up sort of permanent yeah 100% um, yep. and then moving all the way into the city centre which like Aaron said 15 to 18 storeys but they've got a nice blend in between of um, zones which could fall into a 6 and 8 storey so it sort of is looking like that peak in the middle and yeah, yeah. out to sort of nice even level yeah so that's what I was trying to describe before is like yeah like it kind of all sits in the basin of having the, the tall ones in the middle and it, it doesn't ext- extrude out too far and then have all these like little mini which is great because if you remember uh, not long ago there was a chinese development company trying to do a hotel down on the hobart waterfront yeah. and i think they were trying to do like a 20-story building that it was a monster yeah mm. but that wouldn't fall within this planning scheme because then that's just going to be a high rise in the middle of nowhere yeah. by itself yeah, yeah. when now that would feel better if it was in the center of the city in amongst others mm. um, and not feel out of place or ruining the aspect of 
of what Hobart is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, no, the thoughts around how they're laying it out is quite interesting. Yeah, and if you're interested in it and you want to have a look at it, um, a draft plan is available on the City of Hobart website. Um, it's open for comment until the 30th of April this year, so 2023. Uh, you're invited to provide feedback online via the City of Hobart Your Say website or in person at pop-up hubs. So, um, tomorrow. No, that one's no good because... Um, that's past the 23rd of, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking, I was like, that will we'll be well gone. We'll be on Easter holidays by then. So uh, don't worry about that. But on the 23rd of April, if you're at the Farmgate Market, there'll be a stall there that you can go and have a have a yarn about. And there'll be people talking to it. And there's a live streamed panel uh, later in the month, Tuesday the 18th of April, 5.30 to 7.30 on the future of Hobart, shaping the city online talk. So I, if I, you've enjoyed listening to this, you'll enjoy Enjoy listening to that. I reckon oh, yeah. I'd be going to the Farmgate Market for my information. I reckon I you would get be coffee too. Coffee and some breakfast one there, and really enjoy the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The market is a great spot. It is. It's a cracker. It is. It's very. I actually very think good. it's better in winter than it is in summer. I agree. No, I I've been. If you get there at eight a.m. and it's like two degrees, and you're rugged up, and you get your coffee, and the steam yeah. is coming oh, off yeah. that market, you cannot beat a Sunday morning that starts like that. Doesn't doesn't Parker have like a little favourite? Um, yeah, Philly cheesesteak. Mm. So good. He's not there every week, though, so the, when he doesn't turn up, there's no sort Big of trouble. immunity that always <laughs> takes place. <laughs> <laughs> but no, get around the farm gate market, guys, because that is brilliant. Yeah. Awesome. Just, look, I've... I don't have time to talk about it, but I did see yeah, an article can. while I was researching. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can do what I want. Yeah, it's 150. <laughs> We're this much wrapped up, but yeah. let's keep going. No, look, I, I, I just want to put it out there. I, well, while I was researching all this, I was on the City of Hobart website and I saw this really cool plant giveaway idea. So, mm. um, you know how they kind of changed the ruling on nature strips recently where the council in the City of Hobart won't be maintaining them anymore? So, it comes onto the um, owners or the the tenants to be looking after that. They're giving away plants um, so that you can pretty up your um, pretty up your nature strip or pretty up your yard. So who's giving it away? The city of Hobart, the oh, council. No so yeah. yeah, there'll be at least a thousand plants given away, ranging from native Tasmanian Australian plants uh, up to your lavender and rosemary. So you can be kind of making a little veggie patch if you want to, <laughs> so you can um, sort it out. You can get up to 20 plants of your choice. It is a first-in, best-dressed um, kind of scenario. You just have to yeah. register online. So we'll be directing people to the Hobart City website again. I just love the idea of free plants. <laughs> I'm loving getting in my garden. Well, I, I just saw it. I thought, this is cool. I'm telling plants. people. Well, the, the I saw uh, an idea once where we've got – um, there was an image of the biodiversity in just a nothing but um, grass, you know, like in terms of insects. Yep. It had like flies and something else. But then, you know, just like <laughs> such nothing. a good story yeah. already. <laughs> but then, but then it went through. Like if you had the vegetable gardens and normal days, like the whole those, they had bees and everything, like huge biodiverse uh, area. Yeah. And if we, there's the cool idea was if everyone grew vegetables in their front yard. You know, like like imagine all the you know just trip everyone was everyone just it looks everything was growing veggies like yeah. the, the food would be like inexhaustible if if you, everyone knew how to do it there'd be an abundance of yeah, yeah well, of stuff cool. out there it's kind of cool then if rather than just the you know the nature strip being just a pretty bit of grass, grass and just, just gets mowed and dry yeah. like it ends up being a really cool biodiverse little um, <coughs> section all around the place oh, I once saw a story about vegetables too John mm. when I was uh, in New York there's all these high rise gardens yeah oh, roofs right, and yeah. it's like urban farms they call them oh that's cool I love that stuff yeah. I think that stuff's super cool when you kind of can see yeah the hanging gardens off the side of things we're growing yeah. our produce and yeah, yeah i know so there's like a bunch the of stuff building that everyone lives in 
there's a farm on top that a community garden where everyone would, can go and grow vegetables and food. I love that. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, there's a couple around here. Up at Springfield Avenue is one, but there aren't too many. Yeah, no, they're great ideas. Mm. So, yeah. like Get a plant. A, a, get a plant. <laughs> yeah, get a plant. <laughs> Motto of register. this whole episode is get a plant. Yeah. Get a plant. Uh, register for it. It's um, yeah, it's something cool I saw. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Hit up the City of Hobart website, hobartcity.com.au. There's heaps of stuff yeah, on there. There's all that plants. The, the, yeah. like plants, plants. And plants, plants, and, <laughs> and automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the episode. All right, 150. We did it. It's so good to have you back, John. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, we will be back next week, and we'll try and stay on topic as well as we can. No, I love you. No promises, though. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, see ya. Bye. You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media house in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without further First, seeking qualified and professional advice.